strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. Hey, thanks so much. Appreciate you being here. Happy Friday, this Labor Day weekend. If you're heading out of town, give yourself some space and some time. A lot of people are going to be heading out as well. Be safe. Hope it's going to be a lot of fun, um, especially if you're able to get out of the heat. Um, um, a couple of things um, about the economy. We harp on this. I harp on this a lot because when people are hurting, um, there there are people that are able to convey to you that they understand that they are in a position to help you. And if they're doing their job, then you uh, things may not be easy, but they're easier than they would be without that person's help. And, and that is what the American people are looking for. Um, the American people are forgiving. They don't expect perfection in people unless you already dislike them. Uh, let's be honest. If you, if you dislike somebody, um, they can't usually do anything right, especially if you're on social media. Um, but if you di- so if you dislike them, forget it. You're out. Um, but reasonable people understand in leadership. Uh, I'll give you the example I've used before. Um, the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, Cliff Kingsbury. Um, you love him, not love him, whatever. Um, last season had a difficult time because some very key players on the team were out. DeAndre Hopkins was out. Um, there was some time when uh, Kyler Murray was out. J.J. Watt was out. They had some big key components of that team that were out. And the 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 people that employ him, in this case, it would be the general manager and the owner of the team. You have to sit down and say to yourself, did he make the best of a bad situation? His job as the leader of that team is to put it, that team in the best position to win every week. And did his efforts do that? Because there's no doubt with losses like that, there's going to be damage. Your effectiveness is not going to be what it should be. They believed in him. They gave him a contract extension. They believed that he did the best in a bad situation that he could after the great start that the Cardinals had, that they didn't fare well at the end of the season, but they believed that it wasn't because of the coach. They believed him, so they basically reelected him. They rehired him. What the, in my humble opinion, is the American people are looking at what's happening and they feel as if the president doesn't focus on the important things, that the president is focused on the politics. Uh, let's redefine what a recession is. Let's completely ignore the fact that we told you that inflation was going to be transitory and we did nothing for a long time. The Fed waited way too long. Treasury is saying it now. People in the Fed are saying, you know, we should have acted faster. Now they're talking about painful results to certain demographics in our economy, businesses and individuals. And so the the stock market has acted accordingly. Um, It's down to 31, almost 31,500. I mean, we are way off from where we were in our highs in the stock market. That affects your 401k and mine as well. The cost of goods continue to rise faster than employment in pay in, in wages. So people are hurting. The, the bright spot is American companies continue to hire, that there is a, a spike in hiring. That's great. I, and I will give credit where credit's due. I'm reporting what I see. I don't hate this president. I disagree with him. I don't want to see Americans fail so that he loses in 2024. I don't think he's going to run in 2024. But I 
I want to see Americans succeed. Arizona has done such a great job of revamping its economy. And I love the comparison between the direction that the leadership in Arizona has taken us financially and what the federal government has done over the last couple of years. If you look at other states, not just uh, President Biden and other states that have gone the way that the Biden administration has gone, which is raising taxes, what they say only on the rich so that they pay their fair share. When you look at what they've done and how they've done it. The American people, or I should say the, the citizens of those states, are not doing as well. They didn't come out of COVID nearly as well. Our economy has been racing coming out. Our inflation is very, very high. We are going to see inflation drop off because we've seen a softening in the real estate market. We understand that high rent and high prices of homes led to that high inflation. And it is um, it is something that we must take into consideration. That the way you do things in leadership either helps you do better in a bad situation, it does nothing, or it makes things worse. The indicators I see from what this administration are doing, they are deaf to the voices of most Americans. Most Americans don't care Republican, Democrat. They don't. They, they have their leanings. They vote the way they vote. But they're not on the team. You know, most – when you, I, I, we all have our, our, uh, we're uh, allegiances, right? And so, um, I am a Cardinals fan. I go to Cardinals games. I wear Cardinals gear. I cheer for my Cardinals. And, but it doesn't ruin my life when they don't win a game. I'm probably not going to get in a fight with somebody in the stands from another team. I can't imagine a scenario where I would. Um, I mean, unless somebody actually came up and engaged me in a fist fight, I'm not going to defend my cardinals with violence. But we know those people exist. We know that there are people out there that if, you, if they're a Yankees fan, the Boston Red Sox are evil incarnate, and they couldn't do anything right ever on the planet. They just hate each other, those two teams. Last night, a sports rivalry, West Virginia and Pitt, um, they just hate each other. But most people don't feel that way. They just want a reasonable response from leadership, and they don't feel like they're getting it. Um, I'm happy that the job market stays strong. I, you know, I don't want to be disappointed and come on the air and say, man, I really wish I had worse news for you so that we could hate this president even more. No, I'm glad the jobs are staying strong. I'm glad people can find a second job if they need to to keep their heads above water. But you have to look at the attitudes of the American people, and the other side of the aisle has to acknowledge that a lot of Americans are really giving this president a failing grade on the economy because that's not where his focus is. Coming up in a moment, um, we're going to talk about policing because Scottsdale has just approved a new system for paying cops to retain some of their officers. And a story that was written about the incoming Phoenix police chief. All that's coming up here in just a moment. Values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 923 FM, and the KTAR News app. You know, it used to be uh, I want Jesse's girl, but at our age now it's I want Jesse's grill. We're more uh, more jealous of their grill in the backyard than we are of their girls. 
It's just what happens when you get old. It's all in the priorities. Uh, uh, Scottsdale approves a new pay scale and a step system in an effort to retain police officers. I think this is a step in the right direction, and I think what we are seeing is the uh, the pushback. Is that I talk about the pendulum swinging very often? That there is a pendulum in a public opinion that swings back and forth. Politically, it does. When it swung in the direction that gave us Jimmy Carter, it swung in the next direction, and it gave us. Um, Ronald Reagan. We watched it uh, swing from George W. Bush to Barack Obama, from Barack Obama to Donald Trump, from Donald Trump to Joe Biden. So there is an ebb and flow in American politics. It happens that way in Congress. It also happens in other places. The defund the police, the demonize the police movement made big noise for a couple of years and did a lot of damage to policing. But the opinion has always existed. The opinion of anti-authority, anti-establishment, I've mentioned this so many times. Think about for those – now, I am not a product. I'm not a child of the 60s, although I was born in 1967. I don't remember anything about the 60s. I remember the music. I love the music, um, but I I didn't live through those days. The 1970s are where I grew up, and that was the aftermath of the 1960s. But the hippie movement, the love you one you're with movement, the anti-war movement, the anti-establishment – The Weatherman Underground, the Black Panthers, these movements that were there exist today. Black Panthers in in the 1960s, Black Lives Matter in the 21st century. Um, I'm not calling them good or bad. I'm saying that this has always existed. What was an anti-war movement? In the 1960s because of Vietnam, the same attitudes are now anti-police. They didn't care who you were as a soldier or a Marine or whoever you were on a battlefield. If you were wearing a uniform of the United States of America, you were the enemy. They didn't want troops and former troops on college campuses. They didn't want recruiters on college campuses. They demonized the military in the 1960s. We have seen exactly the same thing here. The Phoenix Union High School District a couple of years ago got rid of school resource officers on all of their campuses because some students felt that it was un- that made them uncomfortable. That's the same thing as in the 1960s, students marching and demanding that military recruiters not be allowed on college campuses. It's the same attitude. But then it, it flows in the other direction. If you remember how in the 1980s, everything was pro-America. Do you remember how red, white, and blue everywhere, the music and the movies, and it was America, rah, rah, we're going to beat the Russians. So Rocky beat up a Russian in Russia and, and was one of the biggest successes of his, of his movie career. So this is not a new thing. We are seeing it go in the other direction where I think it needed to go. The Scottsdale Police Department is now has a new pay scale where they're going to pay and retain officers. And it isn't just about money in any job. I'll be honest. I think I deserve more money. I make I make a good living. I, I want more money. Why does a professional athlete that makes $100 million a year have an agent? Because they want more money. Everybody thinks they're underpaid. But it's how are you respected? I will tell you very honestly, I have never felt more valued or respected in a job 
than I do working for the people that I work for here. Do you know how far that goes with me? Do you know how happy I am to come to work? Do you know how happy I am to be around my coworkers? To know that if I have an issue that I can go to someone that they're going to listen to what I have to say. That they value I'm not just a number and it's not just a spreadsheet. It's not just ratings and revenue. There's, there seems to be a value that they have for you as a human being. That goes a long way in every trade, in every business that people do. You work in the service industry. You're, let's say you're a waiter or a waitress or a bartender. Somebody comes in and they treat you like dirt and they leave a good tip. Well, you're thankful for the tip, but you remember what a jerk they are. You remember that they spoke to you like you're the hired help, which I guess you are, but they treat you like you're less than. I'm here to serve you. Well, I am here to serve you, but I'm not your servant. I I was taught that you treat the janitor with as much respect as you treat the CEO. And when you work with people that feel the same way, um, it's a great place to work. Uh, the New Times, um, who, uh, who oddly enough, I, I get along very well with, um, and, and what I mean by that is we disagree politically so much, but they've done some really good work over there sometimes at the New Times. And so uh, they wrote a story about the Phoenix police chief is going to make $232,000 a year, uh, which matches the current police chief, Jerry Williams, and he will receive up to $5,000 in relocation expenses. Um, I don't know what the point of the story is. You want you want changes in a police agency. You want leadership to be leadership, and you want good, excellent leadership. The only way that works is if you pay them, and that's in any business. And I can promise you the head of an organization with over 3,000 people in it, and that's just sworn employees or whatever the numbers are at the, at the Phoenix Police Department. Then you factor in civilian employees, and you factor in the difficulty of the job. Why wouldn't the police chief be worth at least that amount of money? Why don't we go do a story on how much superintendents of public instruction make, uh, not the ones in not, – I'm not saying Kathy Hoffman. I'm saying superintendents in individual districts. Let's go look at what executive staff – so again, I can throw shade at them if I wanted to, but I don't. You want good people, you got to pay them. And that's just uh, – that's an adage that works everywhere. Uh, President Biden's speech, there's so much more to listen to, so much more to get to and talk about what happened yesterday. And I'm still waiting to see some more of the public fallout, you know, the immediate response to what the president had to say. But over the next days or so, you know, maybe when we come back to work on Tuesday, we'll have a better look at how America felt about it. But if you missed the president's speech last night, some of the key things that he had to say and what I believe, I believe, is the damage that he is doing to his unification promise. We'll talk about it next. Values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 923 FM, and the KTAR News app. Hey, thanks for being here. This uh this song reminds me of my good friend uh, Barry Young, who most of you know from Talk Radio for decades here in the Valley, and this was his kind of rejoinder music. Whenever I hear this song, ever, it reminds me of him. So it's, it's great to hear that song again. Um, we've been talking throughout the morning at different times about the speech given by the president last night. Uh, he made a statement during the speech in which he wants to unify people regardless of ideology. As a matter of fact, let's start there instead of where I was going to. This is a reminder. This was part of what the president had to say in his speech. I'm asking our nation to come together, unite behind the single purpose of defending our democracy regardless of your ideology. 
Okay, so, but this is what he said about the people. He is saying, hey, come over and be a part of us. MAGA forces are determined to take this country backwards, backwards to an America where there is no right to choose, no right to privacy, no right to contraception, no right to marry who you love. Who's saying that? Who is saying you don't have right to contraception? I don't, I, again, I don't get it. But he goes on. Remember, if you're a MAGA Republican, if you voted for Donald Trump, you wear a MAGA hat, you consider yourself to be a Trump Republican, this is you, according to the president. They look at the mob that stormed the United States Capitol on January 6th, brutally attacking law enforcement, not as insurrectionists who placed a dagger at the throat of our democracy, but they look at them as patriots and they see their MAGA failure to stop a peaceful transfer of power after the 2020 election as preparation for the 2022 and 2024 elections. So now it's a warning. Now they're going to try to do this. So let's let me go back a little bit. Now, I and I, my, I've been very clear on January 6th. I'm not going back over how horrible I think it was, but I want to make two very clear distinctions. Number one, I know a lot of people that are a lot more supportive of everything that Donald Trump does than I am. Voted for him twice, thought he had really good policies in a lot of ways, didn't like some of the things he said, was pretty vocal about those, um, and I thought he was a better candidate than Hillary Clinton. I thought he was a better candidate. I still think he's a better candidate than Joe Biden when it comes to policy. But don't lump me in with this. And there are so many people that agree with me on that. What we saw on January 6th was disturbing. If I came out here and said Black Lives Matter uh, supporters, uh, Black Lives Matter Democrats, let's go with political leanings, um, didn't care. They didn't see people that were looting and burning cars and looting buildings and setting fires and committing crimes. They see them as as warriors, as patriots, as doing the right thing. Let me tell you, the vice president of the United States raised money for the bail for those people. Why are we not taking to the streets? Hillary Clinton wrote a book about a stolen election in 2016. Stacey Abrams, another candidate in Georgia, still believes the election was stolen from her in 2016. Do you see the rage? Do you see the demonization of people? And what's sad about this is I know that people on the left have no idea how or why people on the right think the way they do. And what this further does is demonize those people as crazy, lunatics, tinfoil hat wearers. I don't know. I haven't talked to anybody. Honestly, I haven't talked to anybody in my party at all from every extreme of where they are on the scale of right to further right. Not one person I've ever talked to said, you know what? Good for them. We're happy with about January 6th. They are patriots. Now, I'm sure those people exist, but I guarantee you those numbers are so small. And if they are as small as I believe they are, why does the president have to give a speech against that small number of people? He doesn't. He doesn't. What he did was divide a nation. And it is absolutely horrible. He goes on to talk about the results of elections. We're a big, complicated country, but democracy endures only if we, the people, respect the guardrails of the republic. Only if. We, the people, accept the results of free and fair elections only if we, the people, see politics 
not as total war, but mediation of our differences. Except Hillary Clinton, as far as I know, never really conceded the election other than she went away. She still she is still saying it was stolen from her. So just because people haven't taken up arms for what she did, and let's go in another direction with this about democracy and who we are in our institutions. Do you remember when Brett Kavanaugh, Justice Kavanaugh, was being um, uh, considered for his appointment to the Supreme Court, and then this outrageous letter came out, an accusation of rape came out against him? Does anybody remember how those civil people that are just in favor of how we do business behaved – Go up and do this at your leisure. Don't just take my word for it. Go back and look at that time. You can. It's so easy on search engines. Go and look at that time at what people were doing. There were people screaming and clawing at the doors of the Supreme Court. There were also people in the United States Senate buildings. There were citizens that didn't go in and destroy things, but they certainly were not civilized in their behavior. They were clawing at the doors of the Supreme Court trying to get in there because of what was happening. And bad behavior is bad behavior. And we don't call it out on both sides for the president of the United States because it doesn't matter the other voices. It doesn't matter if it's Peter Ducey over at Fox News or anybody else over on the other side of the aisle, um, Rachel Maddow or anybody else. When you're talking about the president, and that was the knock, that was the criticism of Donald Trump. He says and does things that the president of the United States shouldn't say or do. What this president did last night was demonize over 70 million people. So anybody out there that supports Donald Trump, if you're that's what they call MAGA Republicans. If you are one of those people, you're dangerous. You're a threat to our democracy. I thought it was a horrible thing to do. I think it's going to backfire on him in the long run. Um, And I don't know what he meant to accomplish, but unless his accomplishment was a divisive nature, then he didn't meet the mark last night. I hated what he said last night. I hated it for my country. I don't care what he says about me. You know, I don't care what he says about me individually. But when you demonize half the country and you're the president that got elected because you were going to unify the country, you have failed. And he failed miserably last night. In a moment, um, we are let you hear what one Democrat representative said the Inflation Reduction Act really is. You're going to hear the words in just a moment. Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. Hey, thanks again for being here. Happy Friday. Um, So, uh, Democratic Representative Elaine Luria of Virginia was at a uh, was at a company at a manufacturing plant and was very happy to be there because they are very environmentally conscious. As a matter of fact, she was happy that she was somewhere that was so green. It was it was great to be in such a great place. And so I just want this very short, 10 seconds. Um, this is a, this is what I have been and many others have been ranting about in the um, Inflation Reduction Act. Uh, that why would you call it that? Because it does nothing to reduce inflation. We all knew this from the beginning, but now here's how emboldened they are. As you mentioned, the Inflation Reduction Act, it, that might be the name, but it's a huge environmental bill that includes a lot of things, such as the tax credits necessary um, to make these kind of developments. 
Isn't that interesting? You can call it that, but we all know what it is. It's a huge environmental bill. Um, Now, environmentalism is something very important to many people, but again, the timing couldn't be worse. I've talked about this forever. I mentioned earlier that the the everything that this administration does flows through the idea that climate change is the number one issue. So everything they do points in that direction or flows out of that fountain, whichever way you want to look at it. That's where my problem lies. And I'm listen, I think I laugh at this. Every, I think most people are environmentalists. I really do. Most people will pick up somebody else's trash. You're out hiking. How many of you go out on a hiking trail and see trash on the ground and pick it up? Now, I know that that's not the level of environmentalism they're talking about, but conversely, we're being preached to by people that fly around the world in private jets. We just ran down a list. Um, We had um, people in California, celebrities in California during this drought that are using over 150 percent of their limit for uses of water for their lawns and their swimming pools. And they have been given multiple notices to change it. So these are the people that are environmentalists preaching to you and I on what our lifestyle is. You know, it's – Steven Spielberg was one of them, I believe. Uh, great director, actually was born here. Uh, they're just re-releasing the Jaws movie, by the way. Uh, great director. Preaches to everybody about environmentalism and acting out and changing things and all this other stuff. Flies around the world in a private jet. Now, he's entitled. I, let me tell you something. If I was ever wealthy enough to own a private plane... I'd probably own one. If I was ever wealthy enough to fly private, where instead of flying commercial, I could fly private on one of those jets, you know, those jet sharing sources, I would do it. And I know for a lot of people, that's a huge waste of money. I would do it. I've had the privilege of being on a private plane on a couple of occasions with some people that have that kind of money. Let me tell you something. It is nice. So I don't begrudge people their wealth. What I begrudge them is the hypocrisy in what they tell me I should be doing. Not only that, labeling me something that I'm not. My actions speak loud enough. I do what I'm supposed to do for the environment. I don't buy into their argument. And this Inflation Reduction Act was nothing but a a sideways way to work into the Green New Deal. We all screamed about it when it was happening, and the, the denials were there about what it was going to do, and they still call it the, the Inflation Reduction Act. It does nothing to reduce inflation. So it is it is uh, it's bothersome to me because we continue to fall for these things and the accountability just isn't there. Um, And so when uh, when we see holes in what's being said, we should point them out again. If the American people want a a, this very um, if they are in favor of this huge step in the direction of new, uh, um, I should say, renewable energy, if they want us to go in this green direction, if the Green New Deal is what the American public wants, why didn't you call it the Green New Deal? Why didn't you call it the Green Act? Why didn't you call it the um, Carbon Reduction Act instead of Inflation Reduction Act? Why did you call it what you did? And on top of that, it wasn't just that the key to this was was environmental issues. It's that at a time when inflation is choking the American economy, you used that fear in people to say you were going to fix it with this bill. And you knew it wasn't going to. 
they know what it's going to do. So at a time when the American people are looking for relief from inflation, you come up with the Inflation Reduction Act that you know is not going to do that to pass your Green New Deal. It's just not what we should be doing. Not at all. We talked about this a little earlier. The governor of New York has completely lost her mind about guns. They have new rules about guns. But we're going to talk about crime and how it applies locally with policy changes for gun crimes. All that's coming up next.